All right. I think we're doing what we need to do. Brandon Lewis here uh, with the Painters Academy. Excited to talk to you today about hiring and recruiting painters, which is a big deal. Um, and here's what we're going to go over. Okay. And if, if you need to probably have a pen and a piece of paper, this may go a little long. I'm going to try to cover a lot of bases. Number one, we're going to talk about critical concepts for recruiting and hiring. These are the things that if you don't understand them and if you don't believe them, um, you can really you can really mess up your hiring program or, or fail to really do it to the extent that, that you need to. Uh, the second thing that we're going to do is get into uh, selecting the right market. Okay, and if, if you have your if you have your ability to show your camera, it's helpful to me. Uh, as much as I love looking down at all these names, if you have a camera and you're brave enough, uh, turn that puppy on. Um, we're going to talk about number three, selecting or crafting messages that generate leads, um, and then we're going to have uh, using all effective mediums. We're going to cover that, and then timing your recruitment and hiring efforts to maximize impact and one simple tool that can make recruitment a lot easier and hiring. Um, so before we get into all that, my name's Brandon Lewis and I'm the founder of the Academy for Professional Painting Contractors and Painters Weekly. And um, to start out, you know, I, I grew up in Arab, Alabama, you know, kind of dirt poor, wandered myself uh, into school somehow, graduated with an undergraduate and graduate degree in uh, in marketing and, and entrepreneurship with an with a emphasis in marketing and uh, worked in politics for a long time on US Senate, US House, state and local races. And what it really taught me how to do was how to focus um, because you've got 18 months to, to make something really big happen on a statewide or a congressional level. And if you if you have uh, one vote less or one dollar less, uh, you lose and you get to try again in six to four to two years. Imagine if you painted in your painting business and if you painted one less house than the biggest company in your area, they just burned your business down. You got to pack all your crap up in a little box and you got to try again in six years. You'd be really motivated. So I learned that you can do a lot more in a shorter period of time than what you think. I started a painting business in 2008. And um, which was the Great Recession, which is a great time to start a business. And that was fun. I printed my business cards and then the housing market collapsed. Um, you know, and so I, I spent months doing things the wrong way uh, because I thought I'd read a lot of uh, cute branding books, things from IBM and Apple and Coke and all this crap. And I was going to brand my way into success. And I, I soon ran through my money doing all that stuff that doesn't work. And then I started being a serious student of direct response marketing uh, and really took that back to the market using what I know best from politics, which is to pick a small market and go after them with multi-step multimedia marketing until they buy or until they die and until mediums start producing results. And we started painting houses. Uh, and long story short, uh, that, that same tactic of, of direct response marketing and multi-step multimedia uh, long-term communication is the same thing that works in recruiting and hiring because guess what recruiting and hiring is boys and girls recruiting is marketing hiring is drum roll please sales and we're going to talk about this as we go through here so fast forward to 2014 john says we're good all right uh had an issue with the link that i was trying to share with y'all looks like it'll work now we'll find out uh it either will or it won't 
Um, but I sold, I sold my company and uh, I think it's 2014, five years later, we were over a million dollars in sales. I sold it for $440,000. We should have been at $2 million in sales and I should have uh, sold it for $880,000 if I had known then what I know now. And so fast forward, I started the academy about six years ago, maybe seven now. And I've worked with 450 plus painting contractors in six different countries from $50 million for a single standalone unit uh, to the second largest franchise um, in the United States. I, I worked with them for four years, uh, redoing a lot of their programs, one of which was hiring and recruiting. Uh, and also uh, lots of other stuff. I'm not going to bore you with it if you've been following me for any length of time. This is just all I do. I just work with painting contractors. And so I've had to use what I'm going to talk to you about today to help members uh, because here's what happens. When I first started this, I really just wanted to focus on sales and marketing because that's what I love. Well, guess what happens if you teach people how to sell and market and they double their sales or triple their sales or triple their income? They got hiring and, and, and recruiting problems and they come to you and say, oh, Brandon, thank you for solving this problem. I got this other problem. And then they start running the painters and then the jobs aren't profitable. And then, like, oh, Brandon, I've got these problems. I don't job costs. I don't use production rates. Oh, I don't know how to sell the jobs, whatever it is. So you, you've solved one problem that creates a lot of other ones. And this is a, a big issue. So uh, we also run the second largest industry event, the Painting Profit Summit. Some of you have been there. And if not, I'd encourage you to come in 2021. It will be, I think, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida or a city right outside of it. Um, so hope to see you all there. Uh, so let's let's get right into it, okay? First, let's talk about critical concepts for recruitment and hiring, okay? First things first, everything that I will tell you today revolves around money. And it, it amazes me how many people come from the technical aspects of the trades, and then they go into running a business, and they, they don't realize they've got to take a completely different skill set into running a business versus running a crew or getting a job done correctly. And they make all their decisions emotionally instead of financially or using metrics. So let me throw some metrics out there for you. Um, the, the first thing is the typical painter. It, say, for example, your charge rate should, you should be making 50% gross profits on your projects, first off, okay? So if you run a $10,000 job, you should be putting 5,000 of it in your pocket in gross profits, okay? If you're not getting 50% gross profits, which I'm gonna try to do a training on later this month, if you're not getting 50% gross profits, you've got issues with production rates, job costing, estimating sales, something's wrong, okay? How you manage your people, but let's say for the sake of argument, that's, that's where you should be on your labor. So if you're paying, $25 an hour on average with labor burden, then you should be, you should have a charge rate, the effective charge rate, meaning when you go and do your job costing, this is what you're getting, not just what you're writing down on an imaginary piece of paper, not job costing it and figuring it out, but you should be making 50% gross profits, okay? So that means if you're, if you're paying somebody $25 an hour on average with labor burden, that's going to be less in the southern states, it's going to be more out in places where they rape and pillage you with taxes like California. Uh, you've charged $50 an hour, right? That's 50%. Well, what's 25 times 40? 25 times 40 is $1,000. So every painter that you employ should be making you $1,000. If you're, if you're clearing more than that, if you're in a, a more expensive state and you're paying 30 and, and you're charging 60, guess what? Well, 30 times uh, 40, 40 hours a week is $1,200. 
shake your hands if shake your heads if you all understand that you should be clearing twelve hundred dollars to a thousand dollars thank you per painter per per week well that means that if you were down by one painter and you're making a thousand dollars a week it's a forty two hundred dollar a month problem because guess what gross profits are past break even freaking net profits gross profits past break even are net profits so if you're down three painters and you're in California, it's costing you $3,200 a week. Most of you aren't paying $3,200 a week in paint bills. So the first thing I want you to think of, and this is a big, huge thing to write down, is that your number one issue is opportunity cost in painting business. Your number one problem is always going to be opportunity cost. If you screw around when you're down three men, and I'm saying men because it's like 97.3% men, men or ladies. We got, finally got some ladies here classing it up in the Painters Academy. It's great. Good to see you, ladies. Um, that, it's a big problem. And so it kills me. When you have a $3,200 a week problem, you can't post a $25 Craigslist ad, spend 30 minutes on it, and then say, well, there just ain't no good painters out there. No, you're just freaking lazy and you're cheap. So if you need to hire painters, you got a $3,200 a week problem, don't spend 25 bucks on it in 25 minutes and then expect the damn problem to go away. Imagine if you went to paint a house and you spent $25 in 25 minutes. How much How much that house would be painted, boys and girls? Jack squat. I mean, you wouldn't even have the drop cloth down. You wouldn't even set up in the van. So you can't, you can't spend a little bit of money and a little bit of time on something that costs you a lot of money, which recruiting and hiring does. Number two, we are not... In an, in an employer's market. We were in an employer's market when I started in 2008 and we lost roughly about 15 to 20% of all painters. And that was ugly. Everybody just left the industry, went other places. We still haven't recovered. This is an employee's market. And you are, if, 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 a, if you make $1,000 a week on a painter, every painter you hire, and if they work for 52 uh, weeks a, a year, that's $52,000, including if you're making money off the materials. They'll move about $115,000 to $125,000 a year in revenue. One painter, one full-time painter, 2,000 hours a year, moving about $125,000 to $115,000 in revenue. Does that make sense? Okay. How many of you would bend over backwards trying to sell a $115,000 job? All of you. You'd spend months. Oh, got to get that 150. That's the biggest job we've ever done. Lord, we got to get it. Well, how much time would you spend on hiring a painter? Nothing, none. So it makes zero sense to get all excited about sales and marketing and all that stuff and doing jobs, but to, to not be excited or or uh, focused on hiring. I mean, it's capacity. If you don't, it doesn't do you any good to generate demand if you don't have capacity. So you're going to have to romance these people. Uh, you almost have to think about going after painters more like trying to land a date uh, than, than or trying to propose marriage. Than to, this is not a one-night stand. These are people you're going to work with, hopefully, for years. And you, you really have to, to work with them on that. And an, another thing is people say, well, there's just not any painters out there. There's no painters out there. Oh, okay, no painters. There's just none out there. Well, did you know that the typical store that's selling about a million dollars in in painting, do you know how many how many painters they have attached to a store that sells a hundred million that sells a million dollars in painting? Your typical, you know, paint store. There has to be about 125 painters to 100 painters attached to every store that's in your community in order to sling enough paint for that place to be there. Because guess what? Paint is not a collector's item. 
It's not like a Beanie Baby. It's not like, you know, special edition American Girl dolls. This, I mean, like people buy paint and they put it on the freaking wall, like within a couple of days, maybe a week. So you can't simultaneously tell me that the paint stores, many of them are having their best years ever, but there aren't any painters to put it on the wall because people aren't buying this stuff and just storing it. So that's just a load of crap. That's something that people, that's, that's the kind of thing people tell themselves to make themselves feel better about failing at recruiting. Okay, so plenty of painters out there. And then finally, your job is not to be the best recruiter. Your job is to just be slightly better than the average painter. And after doing 2000 plus assessments, and I spend time on recruitment and hiring in my diagnostic assessments, ain't nobody doing jack squat for hiring painters. So there's an old saying, right? In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And I know because I can only see out of my right eye. That makes me the king. So if you don't have to be better, you just have to be better than your competition. And they're just not very good. So those are a few things you just got to think about. And then finally, let me throw this out there. Some of you have bad attitudes. And then I'm going to get into the how-to. Some of you have bad attitudes about hiring and about your workers, whether they're subcontractors or W-2. And this process works the same for all. The messaging changes, but the, the process is the same. I can talk to you for 10 minutes and tell you hate your painters. You hate them. You complain about them. They're terrible. They're awful. They need to be babysat. It's never about you and your management of them. It's always about them, right? They're the, they're the failures and you're, you're just, you're, you're Saint paint, you know, Augustus painter or whatever. And then every time something screws up in the company, it's the painters. You'd be just fine if it weren't for the painters and the customers, right? And so for every bad painter you've had, they've had just about as many bad bosses. They've had just about as many bad bosses. And so when you go to interview somebody uh, or you try to chase them down or whatever, it's almost like two people that have been divorced five times getting together for dinner for a blind date. There's trust issues big trust issues. You think they're going to fail you. They think you're going to fail them because it's just ugly. So you got to think about all these things as you go through it. So let's think about number one, okay, selecting the right market. So who are you looking for? Are you looking for unskilled labor that you are going to put through a very good training program and ascension for skill sets? Is that who you're going to go after? Some of you can and do. Are you going to go after the more typical market, which is really what we're going to kind of concentrate on today, which are seasoned painters? Okay, seasoned painters. That means what? They're working for, in most cases, someone else. You cannot simultaneously compete for work, but then feel that there's some kind of moral issue competing for capacity. I'll say that again. You can't go try to beat somebody quoting a house or a building and then say, well, I can't compete for employees. That's unethical. Well, no, that, that is perfectly ethical. If, you, if you're really ethical, don't bid any projects when somebody else is bidding. As soon as you hear there's another bid, you just say, sorry, I can't do that. That's unethical. Can't bid against anybody else. So if you're, you're going to compete for jobs, you got to compete for labor. Uh, and then third, are you looking for subcontractors? Okay, are you looking for subcontractors? So depending on who you're looking for, um, then guess what? The next thing is, is you got to generate messages that that make the phone ring, that make people respond. Okay, let me let me just give you the tip. If you went on Craigslist right now, and you looked at, I don't even have to look at them. You look at the typical painter hour. 
Let me just give you one here. Here you go. You ready? Y'all probably written this ad. Painter, $15 an hour. No tattoos, no long hair, must pass background test, um, must be able to follow instructions, no phone calls, email so-and-so address. Or here's another one. Painters wanted. We are immediately looking for skilled seasoned painters. Must have truck and tools. Must show up at office 10 o'clock Saturday, group interview. Good damn luck to all of you. That is not, that is not important. Now I'm going to start, this is our PowerPaint Quick Start Recruitment Toolkit. And I just printed this thing off because it's easier for me to go through here and find things. Um, so there are a few reasons that people switch jobs or go somewhere else, okay? Um, and number one, what's the number one reason if somebody wants to type it, or you can just unmute yourself and wave your hand around. Um, who is, it, what's the number one reason somebody quits their job? You can unmute yourself, just say it. I think y'all can unmute yourself. I hope you can, unless I did some awful setting. Crappy boss. Hate their boss. I have, I have the volume turned all the way almost off here. <laughs> Glad I fixed that. So if there's background noise, I've not been able to hear it because I've had everybody muted. So thank y'all for housekeeping, for not having noisy situations. Uh, so I appreciate all of you doing that. Um, let me just flip over here. Should organize this a little bit better. Um, so number one, they hate their, they hate their boss, right? So I'm going through the, I have, we have a report here. Let me flip through here. Let's see here. One moment. Well, anyway, I'll find this thing in a minute, but it goes like this. So number one is that the number one reason people lose that, that they leave their jobs because they hate their boss. So we have headlines in our ads that go like this. For painters who hate their boss, I kid you not, it pulls. Uh, for painters who for painters who love to paint, and I know it's redundant, but you, you want to make sure you get them. You, you, once you write a headline, you've written your your number one thing. For painters who love their job but hate their boss, and we start off with copy that sounds very much like this. Okay, this is our messaging. Now this messaging works everywhere. We're going to get into mediums in a moment. Everybody wants to start with mediums. That's not where you start. You go market, then message, then medium, then timing. Okay, so. Are you working at a painting company where you've been for years, but your boss doesn't appreciate you? Does he show up disorganized, bark verbal instructions, and then immediately leave? When something screws up, which invariably it will, he blames you. And every communication you get from him is completely negative. Uh, and he only calls you when something's screwed up. In 10 years, you may have never heard a word of praise or anything else. You may not have gotten a raise. You may not have moved up, and you're stuck there. You go home and you're anxious, and when you talk to your wife, you love your job and what you do, but you hate who you work with. If so, let me tell you about ABC Painting, where we're completely different in five different ways. Now, that's a good freaking ad. You know what's not good? $15 an hour, painter, must cast, run, 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 all that crap you see. Doesn't work. It's not why people leave. Uh, and we've got multiple headlines for the same ad. Another, what's the second reason that people leave? Money. Money, bingo. Nobody ever writes an ad about money because everybody's scared, you know what, let's 
to talk about money because you're afraid you're going to have to pay your guys a little more because y'all are cheapskates and you don't do the math, right? So here's another one. Uh, for painters, uh, for painters who deserve more pay but aren't getting it. And we go on to talk about, are you one of the fastest painters that, that you know when you're put with, which, you know, every painter is the fastest painter, right? And the best painter, but some of them actually are. So for painters who are the fat, you know, fastest painter, um, you, you show up to work on time. Uh, you never use a sick day. Uh, you finish your jobs in, in head of budget. When you're working with three or four other people, uh, you're always the one who's finished waiting for the foreman to give you directions. You've been there for years, but you're still making the exact same amount of money. Wouldn't it be great if you worked at a company where they uh, rewarded uh, production by paying you more and more for every job and where you can work more jobs faster and earn more money? Because if you're getting paid uh, hourly, you're getting screwed. Let me tell you about how our compensation plan is different at ABC Painting. And we go on to talk about the Save Labor Bonus Program. People leave for pay. Okay, give a man a raise that he might be happy for two weeks and give a man a bonus. He's got to earn it on every job. What's the third reason people leave a job? Somebody guess it. Just guess something. I bet somebody's going to get it. They got fired. They got fired. Yes. Now, there is the unemployed labor market, which right now is super skinny super skinny the unemployed labor market right now if you're unemployed and you're a good painter something is wrong with you like you you're only going to be unemployed for about 10 minutes right and most of you know that now if you didn't do your recruiting back in january and february like you should have uh and let me back up just a minute to talk about recruitment in general recruitment is everything you do to generate the lead retention is everything you do to keep the lead warm and then um and then hiring is actually the administrative process of intake, interview, and assessment. All right. These are three different phases. Most people think there's only hiring, right? I need somebody right now. I've got to hire somebody right now. There's nothing that precedes it, right? It's just hiring, right? Meet them at the back of a, meet them at a job, talk to them over the tailgate, give them a paintbrush, put them on the job, hope they work out. I mean, that's, that's the grand sum total of, of many people's recruitment and hiring um, jobs or, or programs. So we're just talking about recruitment right now, okay? So those types of messages, and we even have, you know, uh, you know, for crew leader, uh, for painters who are ready to be crew leaders, uh, we have uh, for painting subcontractors uh, who aren't getting a fair shake. We have all kinds of ads depending on who you're going after. But the thing you got to think about, I'll give you a little formula. Number one, you got to. There's an old saying, in order to see the in order to understand why John Smith buys what John Smith buys, you have to see the world through John Smith's eyes. And so you can't write these ads for you. You've got to write these ads for the painter, whether he's a sub, whether he's a newbie, or whether he is a seasoned craftsman, okay? So number one is messaging. And most people, you go read the messaging that's out there. It's not appealing. It doesn't stand out. It's not sexy. It just doesn't work, okay? So that's messaging. Messaging and one of the greatest uh, the greatest copywriting formulas that you can use for writing an ad is problem agitate solve. State the problem, work the people up about it, and then talk about how there's a solution. And the solution is changing companies and coming to work for you. Most of you right now are if you're not big, or unless you are just got a heart for it or a skill set for it, most of you will fail at trying to train up painters. 
Why do I say that? Because that's what I've seen. Some of you are good at it. Some of you have built your whole organization around it. And we've got some members that have built their whole organization around it. But me, I can't paint. I've never painted, right? So I'm as bad at painting as most of y'all are at, at certain business systems because you've just never done it very much or you've never seen. And I've seen 450 of them. And I've taken all the good stuff and, you know, act like I came up with it because, you know, I'll give you credit the first time, but after then it's Brandon Lewis's idea. That's just, you know, fair warning. Um, so that's number, number two. Okay. The, now we've talked about market. Now let's talk about messaging. Now let's talk about, um, let's talk about, uh, well, let's talk about some other benefits here. Okay. In addition to dislocking the boss, in addition to money, ability to learn and grow. That's a big issue. Some people have never learned to spray, never learned to manage anybody, never learned to do cabinets. Why? Because the boss has got a cabinet guy, a spray guy, and they never get a chance to learn. That's another one that you can run. And you can run that. You don't need to just run one, one ad because if you're going fishing and you're fishing in a, in a pond, right? And if all you care about is catching a real good fish, you don't care if you're, if you're going to catch catfish or brim or bass or whatever it is, right? You just want to catch fish. Well, catfish they're on the bottom you know bass are on the top and so if you want to catch different types of painters you need different types of messages and ads if you just got one ad you're not going to catch those other painters and they want to be respected and appreciated and there's other things that these are benefits are you organized that's one of the biggest reasons really good painters leave is because there's no ultimate crew leader packet there's no job orientation there's no tools given, there's no training given, there's no, there's no rewards or incentives inside crew meetings. It's just disorganized. You know, you try to run, run your painting company like you're still a crew leader, but you're not. You got to empower and train crew leaders to, to, to be crew leaders. And headlines matter, okay? I mean, if you screw up your headline, good luck. That, that ad, you're going to spend a lot more money and you're going to get a lot fewer replies. Let's move on to uh, using all effective mediums, okay? So there is this tendency now that technology has come out uh, that, that everybody just wants to post an ad on Craigslist, Indeed, or ZipRecruiter, or Facebook ads, and then like that's recruiting. That's all of it. That's all recruiting. It's all, it's all you can do. That's it. And if the ads don't pull, then there's nothing you can do, right? You're screwed. Must be no painters out there, right? And if you have a job, are you looking on job boards? Probably not. Probably not. Like if if you've if you just bought like you know two cases of beer, are, are you in the market for beer right now? Well, maybe not for another day or two. But you are you're not looking for that. So if you've got a job which is like ninety five percent of painters, are they looking on these job boards this time of year? No. So if you're fishing in a pond that doesn't have any fish in it, well, you know you shouldn't be surprised. Although sometimes people do shop. They're either wanting to leave their company. They're coming in from out of state, something's happened, whatever. They had a dust up with the boss, not a good fit personality wise. But Craigslist, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, Facebook ads, uh, and Facebook ads that are that are even promoted to your own Facebook page likes, especially video ads uh, that have a good script and, and even promoted to primarily men of a certain age, you can get in there and promote those to, to men of a certain age and ask people to share them. And you'd be amazed. We've got lots of members that are doing really good Facebook ads right now with good messages. But you do have to put money behind all these things. So Craigslist, you don't want to just post one ad. I mean, if you need a painter, you need to post 
the money ad on Monday, you need to post the uh, skills ad on Wednesday, and you need to be posting the uh, hate your boss ad on Wednesday, and then you need to be doing it again next week. Because if you're losing $1,000 a, a week, well, let me ask you this question. If you're losing $3,000 a week because you don't have the painters you need, how much can you afford to spend on recruitment and break even? Somebody? Anybody? 3000 at least. Holy cow, you win. That's a double jeopardy question. <laughs> yes, that's, that's opportunity cost. If, 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 you can, if you got a $3,000 a week problem and it's costing you $3,000 a week, you can afford to spend $3,000 a week and just and break even. You're, so pour money and time into this recruitment and hiring problem. Don't be cheap about it. Number two, your in-house list. Okay, everybody knows you're going to post on job boards. We've talked about messaging. That's easy. I don't have to sell y'all on that because you'll do it anyway. Number one, email your client base. Some of you don't even email and message your clients for work. A lot of you have clients that are barely in a list and you might communicate with them by sending a quarterly email or a Christmas card. You're leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table and those people are just going to other painters. But that's another, that's another training for another time. Um, email your client base. Say, hey, do you have anybody that you go to church with that, that you're in a neighborhood with, somebody that you went to high school with that, that is a painter or would like to become one? If so, you know, please share this video with them. We're looking for painters. If you know somebody who's painting and they're at a job and maybe they're not happy or maybe you don't know if they're happy or not, number one, your whole list. Number two, call and email all your referral sources. As we go through this, these mediums, let me back up and just say, I want you to write this down. There's not one way to find 10 painters next week. There is not one way to find 10 painters next week, but there are 10 ways to find one painter. There are 10 ways to find one painter, and that's what we're going to do here, okay? You, you got a big problem. It requires massive action, and you need to throw the kitchen sink at it because the numbers will sort themselves out. So if you got a roofers, plumbers, HVAC people, anybody who's on your, and you should have these people on your newsletter list anyway, and you should have referral relationships, and you should be running referral routes, another training, another time. But these are people that you can reach out to. Number three, Facebook message and text your entire inner circle. Just go through your phone. Copy and paste a little message. Hey, we're looking for people uh, for established painting contractors. I've got this bit.ly link to, to a recruitment page on my website. Will you, will you share this with anybody you know that, that's a painter? And everybody knows two, everybody, just about everybody knows two or three painters. And just ask them, will you forward this in a text message to them? Number two, paint stores. And we're going to talk about this in a moment. Uh, fellow tradespeople. But now let's talk about paint stores, right? If you were going to catch a bee, where would you go? Beehive. Oh, I knew somebody would say it. Dina, is that how you pronounce it? Dina. Yeah. All right, Dina. Um, you never know. Those eyes are tricky. And um, the paint store. So number one, you need to have flyers up in every paint store. Well, they don't allow it. Well, don't ask permission. This is was my, they had a policy. So we don't allow people to put flyers up for painters. And I, have, I told them I have a policy. I don't buy from paint stores. They don't allow me to put up flyers for painters. That's my policy. And you don't buy paint there for about two weeks. And guess what happens to the policy? It changes. 
least that's what I used to do. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, cause you problems. Uh, number two, yard signs and large signs going to and coming from paint stores. Well, my city has sign ordinances. I'm not a lawyer. I put them up anyway, and I, I paid the fine. It was like $100. I, I got a $1,000, $3,000 a week problem. I don't care about a $100 fine. That's all they can charge was $100. Occasionally, they'd find me, and I'd pay my $100, and I didn't care. Because guess what? I needed painters. And I put them up on trees. I put them on posts. I put them in bushes. I would find people that had land in and around the paint store and ask them if I could put up a big sign. I even had a truck with a huge four by eight sign that, that said for painters who hate their boss. It was not very popular. It did get keyed. Um, but I would park that in the paint store parking lot and I'd leave it for the whole day. And then I'd come back, pick it up, and then I'd move it to another store. And if the tires got slashed. So I started buying cheap tires, like this old worn out truck that barely made it from place to place. And I just, I didn't care what they did to it, as long as it could run to the next location. Um, you need to get also hiring cards. You've got cards that are primarily about generating demand, right? Then create a little hiring card, keep it with you, and we'll talk about, uh, about other ways to use this. And then finally, and this is a, a big deal in and around the paint stores, you need to have an elevator speech for when you meet painters. I'm going to tell you how it should go. Are you ready? Here it goes. Hey, uh, so uh, how do you like working over there at ABC Painting? Okay, so they're working somewhere, right? I always say, hey, how do you like working over there at ABC Painting? And this, this needs to happen in the paint store. The only reason you should ever be in the paint store is to get a lead or to get a painter. If you're picking up paint at the paint store and you're an owner, and you do that three times a week, and it's not for recruitment, and it's not for, uh, and if it's not for generating leads, and if you're at the paint store three days, three times a week for a visit, it's about an hour and a half. Do you know how many hours you're going to be at the paint store for the rest of the year? You will spend a month at the paint store. Some of you spend a month of your career of every year, one twelfth in the freaking paint store doing $12 an hour work. That is moronic, and it must stop. That's why you have to learn how to acquire paint and supplies, and, and you need to run operations from your office. Another training, another time. But being in there to hire people that can make you $50,000, $60,000 a year, no, that's, that's worth your time. So just say, very simply, so how do you like, how do you like working uh, at ABC Painting? And here's what they're going to say. They're going to go, I like it, or I don't like it. It doesn't really matter what they say. Because people that have good attitudes uh, will give good responses, even though they're in bad situations. And people with bad attitudes will give bad responses, even if they're in good situations. That's human nature. But it didn't matter what they said. I said, well, you know what? I know you're busy today, but would it be all right if I, if I you know, text message you sometime? Because I'd like to talk to you about your painting career. I own ABC Painting, and uh, maybe I could take you out for a hamburger. Or we could, I could meet you somewhere for coffee before you start a job. Would that be okay? It, it's just like hitting on a lady in the supermarket. You have got a very finite period of time back when I was single. You did not get the phone number. You were screwed. And when you're trying to recruit painters, if you don't get the phone number, you don't be able to get it quickly, you're going to be in trouble. And it is the quickest way is to just go directly recruit people. Now, you got to be careful. And always, and another one I've failed to mention, and this is actually in the script in here. Um, I just don't want to flip around in this book. But um, the... I would always say, so how do you how do you like owning ABC painting? I've left that out. How do you like owning ABC painting? You say that because I go, oh, I don't own it. Oh, is the owner here? I've, I've heard good things about it. No, he's not here. 
then it's open season because the owner's not there. So that's another thing. You know, it's kind of like figuring out if a girl's married or not. Okay, you got to kind of get that out of the way if you can. Uh, you got to figure out if the boss is around. Last thing you want to see at the paint store. So, and then you just pick up their name. Now, we're going to talk about a few things, a few more things, okay? And, and this is all about building your little, what I call a, your little black book of painters. I mean, we don't have black books anymore. I can remember having a little spiral bound black book, but those things don't exist anymore. Now it's all on your phone. But your little black book of painters. And if you need 10 painters and you got a list of 10 prospects, you ain't getting 10 painters. If you need 10 painters, you need to have a prospect list of about 50 to 60 to 70 painters. And if you don't have a database, and if that database isn't pre-built, and you haven't been communicating with that database and building trust, you're screwed. Because you, you just won't be able to get there fast enough. And you'll go through the big part of your season understaffed, which is just remarkably expensive. So the next thing, um, you need to get your painters on board with recruitment. If you don't incentivize them and provide them tools, and if at your, your weekly crew meetings, you're not talking about recruitment and recognizing people for recruitment and giving them flyers and cards and everything else and, and text messages, tools, I promise you, you start incentivizing and recognizing and doing contests for recruitment, it's like every other metric in your painting business. If you track it and if you report it and if you incentivize it, it's going to change. If you don't track it, if you don't report it, you don't incentivize it, it'll stay about the same. So as you're doing all of this, there are two things that are really important to have, okay? Number one is you need to have at least an, an Excel database of every single painting uh, recruit, potential recruit that you have, okay? Just a very simple Excel database, okay? We have a template for this and it has the qualities of the painter, et cetera where they're working, what their status is. And then you also need an intake form. Intake forms are very important because you're gonna to talk to these people, at least initially on the phone, and you're gonna to have to, let's show you a couple of these. You're gonna to have to have this in order to really do a good job. And this is just an example of an intake form. Uh, this thing is here. This is one thing I really like about it more than anything. There's a little place where you can photocopy their photo ID up here. And if you're like me and if you're interviewing tons of painters, you need to see that driver's license so that you, number one, they need to have it. And number two, you need to be able to see, I can't remember people's names just by the, the name by itself. I gotta have a face. Like a few, two weeks later, I can't remember who this is, but if I see their face, I can remember. And it's got their friends, you know, skills assessment chart, brush cut, roll spray, wood stain epoxies, caulk tape, drywall, hang, finish, sandblast, scaffolding, boom, boom lift, interior carpentry, exterior carpentry, all the kind of stuff you really need to know. References, uh, specific skill nets, and this is something else that's very important. Every time you interview, and I'm going a little bit out of order, but if I don't say this now, I'll forget it. On the very bottom of this sheet, it's got a referral question. Who else do you know? If you were going to put together another painting company, if you're going to put together a painting crew, Ed, and, and, you, and you had to pick your own team members, who are the two or three best painters in Chattanooga that you've ever worked with and why? And they'll give you some names. Well, I work with old Jimmy over here. He was just outstanding. And right, right, right. And I work with uh, Jose. Hey, buddy, he's just good. He can work all day long. He's one of the best people ever. You have their numbers in your cell phone. Just be real quiet. And they'll go, yeah. Oh, I'd really like you to work with the type of people here that 
that you think are good quality painters, would it be okay if I just contacted them? I won't even tell them your, that, that it came from you if you don't want me to. I don't want you to get you in any trouble with your current employer. Can I contact them? Every time you get a good lead on a painter and sometimes even a bad one, if you would just freaking ask them for a referral, you'll get two or three names. Well, that makes your work like you get one qualified lead and you turn it into three in the interview. And this isn't like the interview interview. This is just like your initial get together with them. So all these little things add up and matter. And so you've got your intake form so you can keep them straight. The very simple one. This is just a one page one. This is just for initial assessment to see if they're worth a real interview. Then you've also got them in the database. So we've just recruited somebody, right? We've identified five or six people, 10 people, 15 people that, that are potential hires, but we don't need them right now before we hire them. So then this middle stage is called retention. And this is where everybody drops the ball. So if you, here's another note to write down. Retention is critical. Retention is critical. Now that, that also has, you know, has meaning in your other, in keeping the painters you do currently have, but retention is critical. And there's retention in between because they don't know you. They've interviewed with you once. Everybody's promised them the moon. They've all turned out to be bad bosses. They only want you when they need you. So there's three things I recommend that you do with these people that, that you would really like to hire, but you can't quite hire yet, which is why you can recruit in advance of your need. If you recruit and build your database in advance of your need, and then you retain them and keep the relationship warm, you don't have to do this start and stop hiring process. I don't know, has anybody on the, anybody on the call ever had to pull a, another car with a rope or a chain? Raise your hand. Oh, that's awful, isn't it? Like you stop and the car lurches this way and then they could almost hit you or hit you. I've been hit by cars I've tried to pull before because the person behind me didn't know how to use the brakes and I probably wasn't doing it right either. Okay, let's just be honest. And that's about what hiring is like if you don't build the database and then work on retention. So the middle part is retention, okay? So retention. How do you retain these, these leads of people that, that you want to hire, but that you're not ready for yet? Because a lot of people will not even recruit until they need somebody, which is completely the bass backwards way to do it. But if you don't know about hiring and recruitment, you wouldn't know any better. So the second thing is retention. So you go through that list. You pick your top 10 or however many you think that you're going to hire. Maybe you need a top 20. And put them in your car. And when you're going to estimates or you're doing whatever, Put them in the one thing I put them in my phone is uh, first name, last name, and then I put PR. And PR stood for painter recruitee. So I'd look for PR inside my contacts and I'd send a little text message. Hey, Jose, just want to let you know that you're on my mind. Uh, we don't need anybody right now. Uh, but as soon as we do, I'm going to call you. How's your daughter doing uh, at soccer practice? Did they win the regionals? Whatever. I'd have notes on this intake form, something personal I could reach out to them about. I do that week one. Week two, I call them. Hey, and half time you get voicemail. Hey, Jose, Brandon here, just keeping in touch, buddy. Uh, hope everything's going great over there at Johnson Painting. Uh, I know that you'd like to come over here, but I'm just not quite ready yet, or maybe it won't be a good fit, but I'd like to keep the lines of communication open. And then three, we have an at-home monthly newsletter that we do for all of our members, and I recommend that they put all the recruits on that at-home monthly newsletter. Aren't they going to copy my newsletter? Hell no. Painters are so lazy. They ain't going to mail and email a newsletter. Are you crapping me? I got people that pay me to send it out. And they don't even send it out half the time. 
So ain't, your competition ain't going to take the idea and steal it. Trust me. I mean, half these people, you could lay $1,000 on the ground. They'd never touch it because they'd have to bend over and pick it up. And so they're not going to copy it. So if you email them and text them every other yeah. week, and if you put them on your newsletter list, you're going to be the only painter in your area that's actually retaining them. So when you get ready to hire and when they have heard from you for three or four months, and if you, I think Ross Johnson, you've got some noise in your background or you're shuffling around. Thanks for muting your line, bud. Um, so it's a big deal, retention. Now let's get on to hiring. So now you've, you've got them, right? You're thinking about hiring them. Let's not try them out on let's not try them out at the customer's house let's especially not try them out at the customer's house if we've not checked their references or ran them through at least a criminal background check you have a duty in my opinion uh to background check your painters because you don't want to be putting a felon into someone's home and you can if you're in a program or something i believe in second chances that's perfectly fine but you have to notify the, the client of that and if you do background checks, it is a huge selling and marketing opportunity, but it's also a huge risk reducer for you. In many cases, it actually changes your, your insurance premiums, um, but you wanna hire and screen, okay? And it all starts with this initial intake form or something similar. But then from there, you gotta do something else, right? And this is where we get into our assessment, okay? And this assessment has, questions about warm-up, which is just getting to know them, quality of work, reliability and punctuality, organizational skills, leadership, ability to adapt, teamwork, your employer. And the way we've got it is you score them one to five and they can score a, a score of 140, which is a perfect score. And the reason you wanna ask all your candidates the same questions the same way and score them the same way is because some people, they're gonna be a terrible employee, but you're gonna like them, right? They're gonna be charming and funny and they send all this stuff and you're gonna hire them and they're gonna suck. And there's somebody else that comes in there and they're like Eeyore, just miserable human beings in how they talk, but they go out and they work and they show up every day. And so you can't, and then some days you're gonna be grumpy and some days you're gonna be happier and some days it's gonna be the end of the day and when you're tired, some days it'll be the beginning. So the best way to make sure that you interview similarly is to have some kind of assessment so that you don't have to recreate the wheel and you don't ask people different questions in different orders. It's how you should really professionally interview anybody. And then the second thing that I think is really important, and we're gonna get into this, uh, we have reference checklists, is this. And this is a technical skills assessment. I don't know why anybody would try to figure out if a painter could paint or not paint at the job it just baffles me why anybody would go to that it's just so aggravating we have a, a simple technical skills assessment which is a scope of work that they can perform okay you can do it as complicated as creating a little skills wall in your office that has a written scope of work you put the paint out there and if they don't follow the instructions they're going to pick the wrong paint they're going to put it in the wrong places and if you've got somebody in particular that's spanish speaking Sometimes they will, and even people that can't speak Spanish, some people's English is their first and only language, but they can't read. I had a crew leader that could not read, one of the best crew leaders I ever had, and I paired him uh, with a lady that used to be his ex-wife, <laughs> still worked with him. Very odd, but they, they were exes. They were both married to somebody else now. Without, they worked together. It's very odd. I don't get into people's personal business, 
And uh, he came in on budget. The customers were happy. And she read the scope to him. And he was the crew leader, I guess. Um, but, you know, just we have little diagrams of skill assessment walls and things that you can put in here in scopes of work. And that can be as complicated as setting is setting up something that's kind of a little bit more complicated, or you can just do a, what we call a, a, a drywall board of concentric circles and see if they can cut in or not. Because if you can't cut in a circle, you can't cut. And so you've got to do the skills assessment and you've got to do the non-technical skills assessment and you've got to make sure your intake is right. And I would also recommend non-compete, non-solicitation and some sort of company contract and safety manual, which those are different programs that we offer here at the Academy. but we can't really cover all that here. So to kind of wrap this up, um, if you're going to solve your, your problems in hiring and recruiting, you have to get good at it. And most of the time, if you've just been a painter, which is how about 95% of people, maybe 90% of people come into this, this business as an owner, I can't, if you've never written a thousand sales letters or marketing campaigns, like you're just not going to go into a, into a room and sit down at a computer and be good at it. You're just not like, I can't paint. I painted two times in my life for about an hour and it did not work either time. And my wife stopped me the second time. And the first time the guy that, that I was working for when I was a teenager, he stopped me. So this isn't going to work. So I can listen to y'all do a presentation on painting, but it, it you really I couldn't go into the next room and do it. It's something you have to practice at or get somebody to show you how to do it. And so I'm going to ask, uh, take questions just here in a moment. But the thing I'd like to do for you all today, if you're interested, is, you know, a lot of you have watched me for years doing this. This is all I do is work with painting contractors. And you've seen a lot of success stories and videos. If you go look at our testimonials, I could have 100 more overnight if I wanted to email our list. Um, we do really good work, and if you've come to the summit, you've watched me hand out awards for like a couple hours in a row of people that have double, tripled income, grown businesses significantly. If you grow a business, guess what you got to do? You got to hire more painters, although not always. A lot of you could make twice as much money off the same revenue right now. Another training, another time. Um, and what I would like to do is if any of you are interested in our programs and you would like to join, uh, we have two systems, and, and actually about three or four, but we start people off with this one, and it's the PowerPaint Quick Start Recruitment Toolkit. It's about 112 pages of tools and templates. There's audio training, instructions. Uh, everything's done for you. I don't tell you to write a job ad. The job ad's written. I don't tell you to uh, create an intake form. It's not like a pep talk. Like, it's just finished. Like, take out ABC painting, put in precision painting or whatever the name of your company is, and just get this stuff out the door so you can go run your business. That does require work and effort. And then we have also, and it's about 75 pages. It's shorter. It's our uh, Maximum Repaint Profit Center on uh, system on interviewing, assessing, skills assessment, testing for low-risk, uh, high-profits hiring. So it's got all the stuff that happens. And then inside our portal, we have a training on retention. And it's inside the mastery uh training section of our members only portal and i will if y'all want to sign up um i will give you this for free and there's a couple other things that happen if you sign up as a member of the painters academy the first thing is we're going to set you up with a 60-minute diagnostic assessment this is probably the most valuable thing i do that's probably the least valued the longer i've been doing this like i get on the phone with people and because i've only looked at painting contractors for years and because I've worked with the, the highest earning ones in the world, 
the world because we are in the United States of America. Nobody makes any more money than we do in the world. I've learned a lot of stuff. And um, I look at people's painting companies and I'm like, well, your sales system sucks. That's costing you a hundred grand. You're not job costing. You don't have production rates, whatever the issue is. And some people think they're doing great. Almost everybody gets on that call thinking they're doing awesome. And I don't get on there to beat people up, but I just look and I'm like, here's all this stuff that's missing. You could run the same volume, even not even hire another painter, same volume, make two, three times as much money. It's just very simple math. I mean, it kept, you know, painting business, just cash flow business. That's all it is. And so I walk through that assessment. I start off with macro metrics. I can tell you if you're healthy or not immediately. Then I go into operational processes and procedures, because if you're not making 50% gross profit on every project consistently, your net profit's not going to be at 30% plus, which is what I like our guys to be at 30% cash flow. So if you run a million dollar painting business, you should make $300,000. And this bull crap that people teach out there, like you have to eke out a 15% profit and you're doing good bull crap. I don't know why they teach that. I mean, that's like an underachievement. Uh, if you're running a $500,000 painting business, you should be making 150 grand. That's if you're not painting. If you're in the field, I got guys that are running four or five painters that are in the field. They're making $250,000 a year painting and then with a little satellite crew and you know, keeping it simple. And when you join, another thing that happens is you get immediate access to our, our multi-million dollar customer reactivation campaign. So if you've got a list of customers and you haven't talked to them and you don't have a process for that, uh, you're just leaving just millions of dollars of revenue for some of you on the table every year. And then month two, we start working on the power paint presentation process, which is how do you sell? How do you sell at a $65 instead of a $50 charge rate? and still keep your closing rates higher or even raise your closing rates. It can be done. I promise you, we have people that are in our group that are selling huge jobs at high prices at great closing rates. And then we have people that, that I do assessments with and they do just as good a work, but they're struggling to close at an overall rate of 32, 30% and their charge rates are in the crapper. And this is what happens. Month three, we do our at-home monthly newsletter to, to retain your clients and to keep repeats and referrals coming in. Month four is our realtor referral machine. Uh, month five is our commercial repaints lead generation machine. I did a huge commercial repaint boot camp um, uh, this year, which is well attended uh, during the Painting Profit Summit. We do that in month five. Why month five? Because if you don't have a retention program and if you don't have a reactivation program and if you don't have a sales process, we don't need to go out there prospecting for commercial work because you're just gonna you're just gonna fail. And I'm not I don't set people up to fail. Crawl, walk, run. That's the way we do it. And then also, when I get on that diagnostic call, here's what happens. Um, you will want something, but it may not be what you need to make money. Sometimes you need to learn how to do job costing, or you need to create production rates. Or you need to, to have some kind of crew packet so that they can be more organized in the field. And in those cases, uh, I make sure that, that you get all that stuff. And then finally, we get on a, a screen share once a month um, with all of our members. Very similar to this, except a lot more interactive and it's fun and we have a great time. We tell lots of jokes. It's a good, good time. And you get to ask anybody on the call. And these are people that are smart. If you go into a painter's chat room and you ask somebody a question, you might as well just count on failing in business. That's why I don't even go into those things anymore because it's just people that are broke giving other broke people advice about how to get broke faster. That's what that is. 
we don't, I don't tolerate any of that in our group. If there's bad advice floating around, I, I kind of talk about it. And I, I let the group decide it, but it's just a much better class of, of owner. Uh, and then we also have mastery trainings once a month. It could be about hiring a marketing coordinator. It could be about uh, how to compensate your estimators. It could be about how to, how to put a production manager in place or an executive assistant, all kinds of stuff. And then we have a members-only Facebook group. And then finally, we, we give out discounts for our sixth annual uh, painting profit summit and a lot of other things. And so what I'm gonna do now, if I can figure it out, is inside the comments section here, I'm just gonna copy and paste a little link. And when you can go to it and you click on there in the enrollment, if you wanna enroll in it, you can. And then I'm gonna take questions here at the end. Let's see if this thing even works. That's not very good. Let me try it again. That's better, no what space or numbers, strange. Excellent. So if you click that link, and I'm gonna put one more in there just in case that one doesn't work because John and I had issues with it. That's why he came in here and gave me the thumbs up or redirect for whatever reason wasn't doing what it should. Uh, but I'm gonna take questions here in just a second. Um, but that's that. And if you've got questions, you can email me. But if you do this before the, you know, before the end of the day today, then I'll give you both of these as a complete bonus. I mean. If you're losing two or three thousand dollars a week and you won't spend 997 to learn all this stuff, I can't help you. I don't even want to work with you. I'll just be honest. I, I don't have time anymore for lazy broke people. I'm just tired of talking to them on the phone. I've got like hundreds of folks that I work with and I love helping people, but what is it my saying is I can't help, I can't turn turkeys into eagles, but I can help eagles, you know, fly higher. And so I just I just try to stay away from the turkeys these days. Um, and last thing I'll tell you. We have two guarantees and then I'll take questions. And um, we have our, a 60 day unconditional money back guarantee. And internally, I call this the lazy person's guarantee. And that is if you're used to like starting something but not finishing it and you've got this big fear that you will repeat that mistake, um, I just take on all the risk myself. If you email me and say aliens probed my brain and I need my money back, I'll just say, okay, it's fine. Jennifer, issue the refund. Uh, and then I have another one, which is 60 day, $5,000 in your pocket guarantee. And that's how this works. If you do what I tell you to, and you don't put five grand in your pocket in the first 60 days, I'll, I'll go ahead and just give you your money back. So whether you're a hustler or whether you lay on the couch all day and, and collect your stimulus check, that'll make a difference to me because I'll just give you the money back. And if you're a member and you're on here today, Chris Palmer, I see a few of them, Kaleidoscope, who else is on here? I'm going to miss somebody. I get flipped through all these names and some people have weird names on here. There's a few of you. If you'll just email me, I'll drop this thing in your members only portal and you'll just have it. So just email me and say, hey, Brandon, put the put the uh, put the hiring and recruitment toolkit in my members only portal. So just email me, Brandon at paintersacademy.com. And then finally, and I'll take questions. If you just have a question, you don't feel comfortable joining for whatever reason, you got some question. If you'll email me, Brandon at paintersacademy.com. Uh, I'll try to return your email and, and answer that. It may be tomorrow before I can get around to it, uh, but I will get back to you. So that's it. That's all I got, guys. Uh, we got a fantastic bonus, and I know that I can help you because this is all I do is work on businesses, and I've helped a lot of people make a lot more money. And um, if anybody's got any questions or if you're a member and you've actually gotten some good results, feel free to chime in. Uh, I'll take the questions right now. If anybody's got any questions about hiring or recruitment, I'd like to take those first. And then I'll hang on for any general business questions, but let's try to keep it to hiring and recruiting to begin with.
So if you will unmute yourself and we're gonna do this very scientifically, just wave your hand like this so I can see it and then I'll come to you. So you have to have your camera on in order for me to do that. Chris Palmer, go ahead, buddy. Um, so at the beginning when you were talking about, you know, the quality of the ad, um, I went ahead and emailed you a copy of the ad that we're running right now for helpers. And it's right along those lines and you're right about that. I mean, you can't just throw up an ad that says, hey, we're looking for $15 an hour people, we're great, blah, blah, blah. So, so my ad, um, we're trying to build a culture here. So we're looking for people that are looking for long time jobs. We're not a stepping stone company and we're not advertising that we are. Our ads are very specific and targeted. And we, got, we get good results from targeting those ads to, you know, like this ad is for helpers. Mm -hmm. And so we want two years experience, license and vehicle, you know, very simple, basic stuff that you would expect any, um, you know, two year experience helper to have and tell them that, hey, you know, we're, we've, we've got a culture here. We're looking to add people to our team. You know, we don't have egos here. It's just not the way it is. And we're not looking for those. So, yeah, good stuff. And for those of you that aren't members, you'd be foolish not to join today. Just saying. You're very kind, Chris. I appreciate you, buddy. Tell your wife I said hello. I will. I will. Thank you. Um, so the thing that I want to, to, to piggyback on that Chris just said is specificity. If I wrote a book about time management, which I could, um, and if it was just time management, secrets for small business owners, whatever, we give it some kind of title. Y'all might be interested, but if it was for, if it was you know, time management secrets for painting contractors, all of you would be like probably three to four times more likely to want to buy that, correct? Because you're like, well, it's just specifically for me. So if you're going to go after helpers, go after helpers. If you're going to go after new people, say it in the ad. If you're going to go after crew leaders, if you're going to go after operations managers, if you're going to go after subcontractors that are two-man crew setups, which are my favorite kind, Whatever you're looking for, the more specific the bait, the more likely you are to, to get replies and leads for that very specific thing. That's the reason I started the Academy for Professional Painting Contractors. Because I don't, because if I started it for service businesses, I'd have to spend 30 minutes every time I talk to a plumber about how his, his business is different. Well, a man in a van is a man in a van is a man in a van, but guess what? People don't think like that. So people come to me, all I do is work with painting contractors, so I never have to have a conversation you know anything about painting contractors? I don't have to have that conversation because I did a very specific name and I go after a very specific market. And if you're going to attract the type of people that you want, you're going to have to do that too. Other questions? Questions? Just wave your hand around or start talking, either or. Questions about hiring or recruiting? Going once. Nobody has any questions about hiring or recruiting. This is amazing. Anybody have any? Go ahead. Can Dina. Dina. Can you? I'm oh, sorry. Dina, and then I'll come to Sean. Okay. Um, my question is more about hiring seasonally and, and how that's different than looking for that full-time person because we have not yet run ads for seasonal and we don't know how to. So there's a few things going on there. Number one, and I, I can't tell everything in these trainings, but you are not God uh, and you can't promise people cradle to grave employment. And so 
I often think people get wound around the axle about this because they're afraid that if the season goes away and they can't keep somebody, they'll have to let them go. So here's what I would do. Number one, I would I would recruit for full time. And I would say, listen, we're bringing on people right now. We have a very uh, short season. If you're in a, a northeastern market or Canada, we have a lot of members in Canada. Um, then, you know, you got a short you got a short season. And so we always um, I just tell them, listen, we would do more with marketing and sales than any other company in town. And I will bust my tail to make sure that you've got work, but I'm not God. I can't make people paint stuff. I'm bringing you on with the hopes that we grow and that we can keep you. But every year around, if you've been painting for any length of time and you've been painting in this market, you know that there's a season. And if you do a good job and if you show up and you're productive, I'm going to try to keep you every way I can. We have winter marketing programs, et cetera. I can't you know, just promise you that it's going to last forever. And so if you're okay with that, which is the best offer you get anywhere else, then come on over. So that's number one. Number two, we have some of our members that recruit and hire seasonal help from college and other places. And what they've discovered is that if they can teach them how to roll a wall or brush siding and nothing else and do about three other things, which is you know roughly about 50% of all the labor hours on a job, and they can get pair them with somebody else, they can use them for seasonal exterior work, which is usually the biggest pressure that you feel in your company is to get that, that exterior work done during the slow season. So that's number one. You can get somebody who's seasonal, give them a very specific skill set that they do, and they can be helpful with somebody else. The third thing is running a hybrid business where you start recruiting subcontractors for simple exteriors, and you run most of your work with your W-2s, and then during the season, when it gets peak, you get two or three sub crews and you're, you're not responsible for them long term. So those are those are three options. Tell the truth, which they're not going to get a better offer. I mean, if they're painters, right? What is somebody else doing something magical over here where they don't have a short season? Hell no. It's the same thing for everybody. So I mean, it's no different. You just feel different because you're probably a decent human being and you don't want to promise people something you can't do. So those are three ways to solve that. I'm going to go to Sean and then to Rich, because I think that little hand sign means he's asking a question. Rich, Sean? So I just wanted to ask if you could put back up the, um, the website again for your package or for your membership. Yes, it's paintersacademy.com slash join. I put it in the comments section. Okay. Um, I can try to figure out how to share my screen here. Nope, got it. That's all I needed. In the comments section, paintersacademy.com slash join. And like I said, if something doesn't work, I'm not a high pressure guy. I got lots of members. I don't, I'm debt free. I, I mean, I, I like <laughs> money, but I don't have to have it. I, I camp and I drink box wine. And so it, that's my favorite things to do. So it really frees me up to just give people advice like a doctor would. And some people take it, most people won't. But, you know, my job is just to, to, preach the hiring and recruitment gospel and some people will listen some people will be confused like in the bible and some people will wander away and that's what it what, even when jesus preached that's what happened so i don't i can't expect to do any better than him uh so i'd love to work with you just email me brandon at paintersacademy.com if you have questions or go to these links i'm going to go to did thank you have you. any questions sean nope that's it yeah. thank you very good thank you rich primo go ahead buddy you just got your hand up Rich Primo, God, trolls. We got trolls on here. I'm just joking. He's connecting to audio, or so it says. 
All right. Anybody else have a question while Rich figures out the audio? Anybody else got a question about hiring or recruiting before we get into anything else? All right, Rich, you're running out of time, bud. If somebody else doesn't ask a question, it's like the final altar call. You have to figure it out. Anybody else hiring or recruiting questions? All right, so here's what I'm gonna kind of close out with. Rich, are you there now? Rich is there now. Go ahead, Rich. Oh no, no audio, Rich. Just, just you moving your lips, looking very handsome. Sorry. Maybe it'll come on here in a minute. If it does, just keep talking. And if I hear noises, I'll come to John over here. John Gallagher. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, Brendan, thank you for all the help, by the way. I'm happy to help. I love it. It's my favorite thing um, to do. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, you talked about a newsletter. And yes, sir. the newsletter you said would go to owners? So we have we have a, a, a newsletter that we do for our members every month. It's done for you. It's called the At-Home Monthly Newsletter. And people greatly underestimate the amount that people purchase every year in painting services. They underestimate the amount they refer and the frequency with which they do it. Everybody thinks, oh, if they don't, if I, they only paint their house once every 10 years. And if I don't get it, don't, they don't paint anything else, which is bull. Uh, they paint all the time. And if you don't stay in front of them, they just go somewhere else. Um, but that same newsletter, you can send it to commercial people. We do a print and an emailed edition. And some of our guys even do a text edition, which I recommend. But like everything else I recommend, it takes people three years to actually start doing it. But, you know, we do a text edition as well because email open rates are getting a little squirrely and text still works pretty well. Um, but it, it's just to stay in front of people. And it's about personal connection, giving back value. And it, it, there's nothing salesy in it at all. I mean, there's a little bitty offer. We recognize customers and clients and, and showcase work, recipes, crossword puzzles, helpful articles, uh, spring cleaning tips, uh, funny facts you didn't know about Groundhog Day. What the heck ever, right? Yeah. It's just good old-fashioned newsletter marketing that most nonprofits and political organizations do. And I just brought it into painting. Works fantastic. Well, you've got these people that you're like, okay, here's 20 people I'd like to hire. I don't need them all at the same time. I'm going to put them on my newsletter list because if you're at home and you're a painter and you get a newsletter from a painting company, you're like, these guys are legit. And then two or three days later, you get an email. So, well, they're doing work. They're recognizing crew members. They've got great clients. Oh, look at them. They're working over here at Aztec Industries. This is, this is a good outfit. And it costs, here's the thing about it. It costs $7.20 a year to keep up with a client. $7.20 to keep up with a client per year. That's, That's all. It. The average transaction size, John, is the average transaction size. And that's what we use. The average transaction size, John, is uh, three thousand dollars. If it's gross profit at fifty percent, that means it's fifteen hundred dollars. You know what that means? That means that you could market to somebody for like one hundred and fifty-eight years before you lost money. That means you, they'd have to not give you any work for one hundred fifty-eight years. And people still won't spend the money. They go chase all these new leads that don't close off the internet with HomeAdvisor and other crap services. But they don't spend any money on what they really want, which is repeat referral work. So I always say, you, you know, believe it or not, you will catch what you chase. If you don't, if you don't want skunks, don't chase skunks. If you chase them, you'll catch one eventually. And so we teach our guys to spend money on repeat referral and commercial repaints, and also put some of that money and effort toward your top 20 or so candidates, potential candidates, uh, to keep them interested. Thanks. All right. So 
Yeah, the beauty is once you do one newsletter, it's the same as doing a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand. So then you just put it in front of other audiences and it works just as well. Rich, are you there? <laughs> no, you're not. Sorry, Rich. I wonder if I mute you and unmute you. I'm asking to unmute you. Try to unmute yourself again, see if it helps. If it doesn't, I'll go to the next question, then you may just have to email me. Nope. Maybe you have a Bluetooth on, maybe, and the Bluetooth speaker somewhere else. No, sorry. If I knew if I knew sign language, I would ask you to sign it, but I don't know sign language. Ross has a question. Go ahead, Ross. Hi, I am I'm an older painter. I'm 72 years old now. Started painting when I was 15. But uh I've done, had some employees. Oh no, Ross. You're we're to lose anybody. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. I prefer it's... to paint. Okay. I, I prefer to be painting. Okay. And I'm thinking of hiring uh uh, Ross, how about this? I can't, so, I can't hear you because I don't think you have Wi-Fi. So if you'll do me this favor, if you will email me your question, I will record an audio file and I will email it back to you with my answer. So I'll just do an MP3. I'll record it for you, save it, and send it to you. Is that okay? I'll have to. Okay, that's so, good. There, Thank you. Know, you're just you're breaking up so much. I, I can't hear you. No one else can either. So if you'll email me that, I will. Other questions that y'all have while you have me here. I can humbly say that I'm probably the leading expert on hiring and recruiting and for painting contractors in North America. So if you're going to ask the question, ask it now. I mean, because there's not much competition. Again, it's like, you know, the land of the blind, the one I man is king. We're, we're back there here. So, uh, you know, what, whatever you, you have a question, I'll try to get it answered. If not, we're going to wrap her up. I just one. Go ahead. John. Um, in our area, I'm in Connecticut. And it's a very, very wealthy area that I'm, mm -hmm. I'm in. Um, but most of the people in Essex are retirees, or they don't have kids; they're empty nesters. And I have found over the years it's difficult to find the young guy who wants to paint. You know? Yeah, and it is. It, it's, it's difficult and it's challenging. But if they're selling paint, painters are putting it on the wall somewhere. That's just the, that's just the, the fact of it. And so uh, often when people say that, I, I acknowledge fully that it's difficult. However, if I go back and look at the last 30 days, John, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but it's the same right. question I ask of everybody. If I looked at the last 30 days and I said, John, show me your calendar. <laughs> let's look at how many hours that you've spent on recruitment efforts, and let's look at how much money you've spent. If you had to say how much money and how much time you spent, John, in the last 30 days in recruitment, how much would it have been? Four or five hundred dollars, I hope. You know. Four or five hundred dollars and maybe, I don't know, two or three hours. Well, at least that. Okay. I'm a little slow. Yeah. So sometimes you have to spend a little bit more time and money, but the other part of it is that sometimes you have to do it a little differently. And recruitment is aggravating. Hiring is aggravating, but you know what? I'll say this. Everything that makes a lot of money in a painting business is initially aggravating and it takes time and it takes money. But once you've done it for a while, it's old hat. Yeah. And so every owner has the same 40 hours a week. And many of the owners that I work with make four, five hundred, six thousand. I got a couple that make two or three million dollars a year. 
same 40 hours, same 50 yeah. hours, whatever you work. They just do different things and they organize their <laughs> companies differently. And so the, the issue is is not the issue is not is it hard or is it difficult? The answer to that is yes. The the question is, do I want to change what I'm doing so I can get a different result, or do I just want to keep kind of half-assing things, which is what most people do. I mean, that's just human nature in general. I got things in my yeah. life that I half-ass, and I've got things in my life that I absolutely, you know, obsess about. But the problem is. If you don't obsess about the things that make money, well, the money never shows up. That's the point. And, yeah. and going back to Ross and you, I work with a ton of people in their 60s and 70s because they get to that age and they're like, I got to sell this thing and I can't sell it. What am I going to do? This is my retirement plan. And we get it built up in the last two or three years. And they turn, I, I helped two people, I gave two awards this year uh, at the academy, which I love. One of them was to my fosterman, a good friend of mine. Uh, he's in his 70s. I think he said maybe 70. I hope I ain't making him older than he is, but I'm pretty sure Mike's in his about 72 or 73. He sold his company. He'd been in it for 30 some odd years. And then I had another young man who was like 26 or seven, and he had his for two and a half. And I helped him build his up and sell his. And he presented this year. And so I had one that was 72, and the other one was 27 or something like that. <laughs> and so you can sell one just like I did. And, yeah. and, uh, just like he did. And that was fun to do. So, I mean, not to say that y'all are trying to do that, but when you move into your last few years, you got to get the systems in place and you got to get your income up so that you can take it to market and get money for it. And you can, it's the same type right. of person that would buy a painting franchise is the same person that would buy your company, except you have, you have the ability to, to tell them there won't be royalties and there's existing income attached to it. And that's a huge selling point. Great. Thank you. Point. Don't let anybody tell you if you're on this call and somebody tells you you can't sell a painting business, they are full of BS, all of it. And I, I, one of our best members, I remember the first the first thing that, that we ever, he's a platinum member, and I've helped him quadruple his income over the past few years. And we had an argument on an aircraft carrier because he thought I lied about selling my painting business. And I was like, so you can't sell a painting business? I'm like, the hell you can't? You sell anything. Anyway, so, anyway. Other questions. I'm going to take take one more. Thank you. Thank you, John. I'm going to take one more, and then I'm going to I'm going to close her out here. One more question. Who's it going to be? Oh, you're waving your hands, but you're in the dark, guy Holt. Sorry, man. So, can you can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Can you repeat the uh, quick start package? Uh, what the quick start package includes again? So when we when you sign up, and just a bonus today. Uh, number one. You know, I'll include the PowerPaint Quick Start recruitment, uh, recruitment Toolkit. It has audio, all the templates, all the presentations, all the ads, the signs, etc. I'll probably actually put a few extra things in there. And then we've got our Hiring and Assessment Toolkit, okay? And then there's some videos inside the training module on recruitment. This is just hiring. But then when you become a member, I do an assessment. And basically, whatever you need, I try to get to you as long as I don't overwhelm you. Because there's not, most owners can only do a couple of systems a month. I mean, any, any more than that is just overwhelming. But the primary things that I see that people need is production rates, job costing, uh, ultimate crew leader packet, sales systems. Those are things that if you fix those things, money immediately goes into your income. It's just very easy. So I'm, I don't want to say that I cheat, but I know what makes people a lot of money quick. And so I do all the, the easy stuff first, and then we work our way backwards to things that take longer, that are more difficult, but are still rewarding. So it would really depend on what you need, guy. 
And, uh, but we set up with a 60 minute quick start call. Uh, you get access to the core five, uh, all of that recorded archive stuff, ask the expert calls, member Q and A's trainings are all in there in video and audio form. And then, um, like I said, we get together once a month as a group. It's a, a great family. You want to talk about some people that are nice and kind and caring and accomplished. The people that are in our program are all of those things. And if you've never come to our annual event, you would see that in spades. Um, so it's just a, it's a bunch of stuff. It's 997. It's 297 a month thereafter. There are no long-term commitments. Um, you know, my number one goal is just to help people make more money and to help people feel better uh, as they do it so that they're not pulling their hair out and feeling crazy. And then the last thing I will say, and this is kind of a sexist comment. Uh, so Dina, I apologize. And Sean, it's a sexist comment, but I think it's true. Um, men look at their business like women look at their babies. We can't have babies. Well, I don't know. I guess technically we can now, depending on how they're calling everything. Um, so, but at any rate, and so if a man's business is not doing well, he does not feel good about himself. And it, it, when you're the primary breadwinner, which almost all of our guys are, not all, but many, uh, and, and that's failing. And, and whether it's because of recruitment, hiring, operations, organization, uh, I help people get their self-confidence back while they make more money doing it. And that's probably the, the biggest benefit that I have uh, in my role. And women feel the same way that own a painting business. You birth this thing, but men in particular, because that's 97.3% male in our industry. So, I mean, that you just get used to working with guys a lot. And um, I do have ladies in our program. I'm not as good at working with ladies as I am men. I just always tell people up front, I'm like, I'm like a lump head. I'm a dummy. Just ask my wife. Uh, but I can fix problems, which is not good when you're at home because your wife doesn't want you to fix their problems. But as a business coach, it's perfectly okay. You can just fix them. And uh, But at any rate, all that stuff comes in there. Um, and again, I, I have two guarantees. So guy, for whatever reason you figure out it's not for you. Uh, I don't have any hard feelings or give anybody a hard time. I just let them go do what they need to do. Okay. All right. Thank you, Brandon. All right, guy. So in closing, there's these links in here. Uh, if you click that, um, then you, it'll go to the enrollment form and then we'll, tomorrow morning, I'll drop the recruitment toolkit in there. Jennifer will call you uh, to set up your quick start call and to get on my calendar. And then uh, also she sends out some stuff by mail, a quick start package, but you don't have to wait for it because it immediately starts digitally giving you access about 20 minutes after you sign up. So you'll probably get access to the members only portal before Jennifer ever even calls you. But wait until in the morning, we'll drop all those credentials in there. And uh, then I'll give you whatever bonuses I think you need when you enroll um, based upon your specific problems. Because some of you may think, oh, I got a recruitment problem. And we get on the phone and I'm like, well, kind of, but you're not making any money on the jobs you're doing now. So maybe we, you know, fix this first and then we recruit. So sometimes I, you know, my job is um, in closing is if you come to me, like if you go to see a doctor and you got a skin rash and they run some tests and, and it turns out that you have liver cancer, he ain't gonna worry about your skin rash immediately. That's not number one. It's gonna be like, oh, you got liver cancer. Let's go, we gotta figure this out quickly. And so sometimes people come to me and they get on the phone and you know they just they think they've got this thing they want to do over here, but then I go through their business and I'm like, Yeah, we do need to get to that. But right now, here's here's where you're bleeding profits. Let's plug this hole first because that's gonna go straight to your income. And then the third thing we're gonna do is tackle the thing that you thought would be the first thing. Now, you have free will, right? So, I mean, you can go off and do what you want to, but I'm going to try to give you advice that the same advice I give a buddy 
if they were drinking a beer and, and I did the diagnostic, I'd say, look, man, this is what you need to do. And uh, I'm going to argue with you a little bit about it. And you may not take my advice, but this is what you should do. And I'll you know, kind of jump up and down a little bit about it because I think it's important uh, that people know what, that they get good advice. Uh, my job is to get people to do things. And I will use every trick in the book to get people to implement every trick. I just need you to implement because once you implement, you make money and you fix problems, then you'll like me uh, because I fixed your problems. And that's how this works. And so uh, I'm very business like on the phone. I don't we don't have time to to do small talk because we've only got so much time. And so our, we got to focus exclusively on making your business more profitable when we talk. So, uh, guys, I, I enjoyed being with you all today. I hope this is helpful. Uh, there's nothing that you need to recruit and hire that you don't have. There are enough painters and there's enough labor out there. You, just, you don't have to be you don't have to solve the industry's uh, labor problems. You have to solve your painting businesses labor problems. And that just means you got to be better than your competition. And if you're already better than your competition in sales and marketing or any other area or, or quality, there's no reason you can't be better than them at recruiting because it's just marketing and sales to a different demographic for a different reason. That's it. And so all of you have, I've, I've never seen anybody who applied themselves to this problem that failed ever. I've seen them have difficulty, but I've never seen anybody who applied themselves to this problem fail. So hopefully that gives you all the confidence that you need to go out there and do what you need to do. Love being here with you today, guys. Email me if you have questions, Brandon at paintersacademy.com. I'm always here. Uh, if it's if not now, then you know, maybe some, maybe two or three years from now, people get on my list sometimes and I've been following you for five years. I've had the same problems. So I thought I'd call today. I'm like, well, better late than never. Um so if it's not today, maybe it'll be tomorrow. It's your choice. Guys, I enjoyed being here with you today. Take care. I hope you all have a great, fantastic day. Go find the painters you need. See ya.